Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. Uh, we're in the same room for the first time in Thank months. Fuck. Yeah. So, back with the in defensive, and today we are in defensive Robocop 3. Released on the 5th of November 1993 in the US, and it'll all the way till the 24th of June 1994. We have to wait for an American film to come out later here. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, this was supposed to be about 91, maybe 1991, when yeah. it was scheduled for its original release. I believe it was something to do with Orion going bust, wasn't it? Yeah. That it was shelved for two years or something. Didn't you, I mean, you look at the special effects and you think, yeah, that kind of is 1991. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember seeing it, it was, it was advertised around about the same time as Back to the Future Part 2 in the likes of Starlog. Oh, wow, really? So... And because they're doing featurettes on Ro- Robocop 3. I'm yeah. pretty certain they're talking about 28 years yeah, ago. Well, if it was 91, I suppose they would have started making it. Yeah. Two years before, wouldn't they? So Back to Future 3 was 89, wasn't it? Back to Future was 89 with Indiana Jones and Ghostbusters 2 and Batman. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was 1990 here, though, wasn't it? Back to Future 3, or was it still 89? Back, through back 3 was 90. Oh, Back, back 2 was 89. Back 2 was 89. Yeah. So, who. Uh, yeah, November 89 for back, for back 2 and uh, May for Back 3. The best one. Best one on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely coming to, coming to see to the High Ground podcast, which is the best of the Back to the Future sequels. That's a good idea. But going back to a sequel that we're going to defend, which is Robocop 3. Now I've got a theory about this. Go shoot. Okay, Robocop was a science fiction horror yeah, which is and satire uh, that was aimed at adults. They didn't realize it was going to have a lot of children liking the whole idea of a robot cop. So when Robocop two came out, they when Robocop came, really realizing that the video was giving them a new audience in the home entertainment market, they did Robocop two. So you got Robocop, which they they were still appealing to the adults with the gore, yeah, yeah, and the science fiction, yeah, and. Yet they've decided to have a big end battle with a with another robot. Yeah. So you've got they're trying to appeal to the kids and the adults, and they completely missed the mark. Yeah. So for Robocop three, instead of just going, for, they decided we're going to go aim for kids. Yeah. And they made a children's film, which also missed the mark. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. It's you do need the more adult element. But what did you? What was your initial reaction of Robocop three when it first came out? Yeah. Oh well, I was a kid at the time, so I kind of liked all the whole, you know, like martial arts or robots and and the whole idea of I I quite I always quite liked the idea of you know like these these bad guys like kicking evicting people out of their homes and Robocop's this sort of savior figure and I think even like John Carpenter that like said something because Fred Decker directed this didn't he and yeah he is like in horror circles you know. Night of the Creeps and um, I did something else. I'm sure I can't remember now. But um, is it the Monster? Yeah, Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favourite horror films of all time. Like, I mean, he, he was a more than competent director, and because he was in the horror circle, obviously, I think John Carpenter was one of his friends, and he told him the plot, and he was like, "Wow, that's quite left wing," <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like they live a little bit. You know, that's the same sort of plot, like a homeless guy moving in to this neighborhood where they're being evicted by the yeah no i kind of like that i think the storyline's okay actually because i mean the background behind two and three is that frank miller originally wrote screenplays um and it was like a lot like the first one like violent dark and for whatever reason i think paul verhoeven doesn't really do sequels so um this takes some elements from that script and they did a comic adaptation as well of frank miller's original scripts for those and they're really sort of close to the original mark. But I mean, the whole like evicting people from their homes and that, that's a, an OCP thing in, the, yeah. in his screenplay and that. So I think that's the only element from that. But yeah, I kind of like, and the whole like jetpack thing as well. When you're a kid, jetpacks are cool, aren't they? So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, when you get older, you sort of, I don't know, like I went through a phase of hating it for a while and then now I actually think it's better than two. I don't know why. Like I, I, I may maybe like to is only edging it out because P.O.L. is still in it. 
Evan Kirshner directing Evan the Darker sequel. Yeah. Well, they say Darker sequel. They did the Darker sequel to Empire Strikes Back, so he was yeah. the name that was going to make the yeah, Robocop yeah. Darker sequel, which ended up not being darker, but a lot better than the original. Two annoys me because it's more of a missed opportunity. Like, you have Peter Weller and you have Evan Kirshner, and yet it just has an uneven tone, like you were saying. Like, it starts off, it, it's still gory, but and it's just two robots fighting at the end. It's just. Yeah. It feels like an episode of a Robocop TV series rather than an actual full film. With, with, with Robocop, you know, uh, the bit where they, they, where you see Kane's head being ripped off and his yeah. brain in the, and eyes in the, the thing, it's, it was it was gruesome, but then you do have the big stop motion yeah, yeah. robot fight at the end. Do you not think it looks kind of goofy though with the eyes still attached? Yeah. Like now, like you just got to think, <laughs> it's like something out of the Muppets or, or the brain, the uh, yeah, brain, the like brain and spinal like, column in there. Yeah, in the... I, I mean, it, I think they kind of went for that in the remake as well, don't they? You know, where the the thing we always say that's really strange about the remake where they pull back and yeah. it's just a head. And I just think like there's no real need for that, was there? It worked with the villain, but when you see the here, all the hero yeah. is is just a brain in a jar. Yeah, it's, it's very just sympathetic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because like. I think the whole thing about Robocop was the fun of like your conversations with people, your friends and that was always like, I wonder what he looks like under the suit. Like, well, how many parts of him are still there? And they never told you yeah. because like, that's how you used to do films. <laughs> but, but everything has to be explained now yeah. because people are thick. Yeah. And the majority, should I say, the people that they want to have an answers to why yeah. this is happening. You can't just, you, you've Imagine. got to have a straight answer. Yeah. Because yeah. that's why you have on YouTube, you have all these videos. The ending explained. explained yeah, yeah. Is, we, the bane of all fucking YouTube. That yeah. Is. Uh, because you can't have a thought no. that's that's random. That's you know, I, I was going back to you know, the villains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I'm watching uh, Robo 3, very Nazis. Yeah. With the t- taking people from their homes, displacing them. Yeah, putting them on buses. Yeah, I was like, and, and the the uh, I know the color palette of the uniforms were a lot lighter than than what the SS and the Nazis. They're still quite reminiscent, though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I it's, like, it's like the the our costumes on Starship Troopers, isn't it? Yeah, they're quite similar to that, I think. What are they called again? The rehabs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally go with that because OCP were more sort of like corporate bad guys, weren't they? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the way it goes, isn't it, in the future? Fascists. Yeah. <laughs> come pretty... Yeah, we did with, come pretty yeah, close. Yeah, you know, with, uh, with the way the world went. With Donny T. Pardon? With Donny T. Yeah. When you think they made it all, made it all you know, not made it all right, but made it that people will come up and admit that they are, they don't like this because they don't like these kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's kind of scary. It was weird. I mean, a lot of well, there's a lot of sort of science fiction films from the eighties and early nineties that got some stuff right, isn't there? Yeah. Like, I mean, even the first Robocop film, like that's corporations now, isn't it? I mean, they're not shooting people in boardrooms, but I mean, can you imagine that happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Running Man, you know? I, I'm just waiting for like Bloodsport to come back. I was thought well when I saw American Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. It always had to me had a very bit of a. Not in terms of the, the going out and killing, but the whole idea of making it a game. Yeah, with one person with the corporation. Yeah, yeah. With the American gladiators and the contestants, and they're being chased by the others. Yeah, I always thought that was inspired, that that show, and of course, Gladiators in the UK was inspired by Running Man. I always I, saw that. Yeah, I mean, I, you can completely see, like, the corporate side of it, can't you? Yeah. Because, I mean, the book of Running Man is quite a lot different, but it does have the same sort of. You know, like you have no choice because there's so much poverty. Again, predicting the future because yeah. there's so much poverty. Like the the choice is either to work, you know, to try for the running man and win that. It's a hundred billion dollars in the book. I think it's just like I don't know. It looks like just a holiday or something in the film. In running man, it's their freedom because they're yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're in the freedom. And yeah, it's and it's all an illusion. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, spoilers, but you're listening to this. Yeah, you should have seen Robocop by now. Yeah, <laughs> not Robocop, Running Man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Killian, I'll be back. Yeah, we will. Killian, everyone. Classic. So, let's go address the first major problem with Robocop yeah. 3. If we go with the problems first, yeah. I think. Peter Weller was filming Naked Lunch. Yeah. So, Robert John Buck 
uh, was cast. Yeah. And to save money, he ended up using a Robocop 2 suit. Which was apparently quite uncomfortable because yeah. he was a bit taller, was he? He's taller, yeah. yeah, taller than Peter Weller. So, so that's, that's your first problem. Yeah. Alan. If it was only back if she got killed off at the end of the Nancy Eve. Allen. So Nancy it Allen. It would be great if Karen, Karen Allen was in this. <laughs> no, Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen agreed to come back as long as she was yeah. killed off. Yeah. Or removed from the story at the end of the first act, is it? Yeah. Um, I also heard as well that she was quite upset at how they killed her. Oh, like she, she, had, they had, uh, she had a meeting or something. And they, when they told her how she was going to die, she was kind of like, oh, that's crap. You can actually find it, and even right down to yeah, her hairstyle. It was a paycheck. I want to go on about her death a bit later. Cause yeah, I yeah. Just, it, because I don't really don't like the the dialogue on that part. No, I think she didn't. She stopped. She finished starring in um, Brian De Palma films now as well, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they married, weren't they? They were married. Yeah, yeah. I think they um, split up after. <sighs> I'm not sure. Time to blow up or. One of the later ones. Can't remember. John Lithgow's probably in it as well. Yeah. John Lithgow's <laughs> good. My favourite John Lithgow. I like he's good in Bob Charles, I just want to say that. And Oh yeah, he's fantastic in that. Yeah. And uh, I know you're gonna say this. Hang on. <laughs> and John Castle is Paul McDaggett. Chum. Yeah, oh well. You if you're chum. And I'm yeah. like Robot cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you got to, you got to have you got to have someone with a distinct English accent in there somewhere to play the villain. Um, originally, that was supposed to be Tom Atkins, oh. who is, if you've seen Night of the Creeps, obviously, he's the cop from that, and he's in loads of John Carpenter films. So I think that would have been quite cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, it's, it's a and you got the uh, Japanese OCP. Yeah, um, the, the villain. Mako plays the. Yeah. The main guy, doesn't he? And Rip Torn is the CEO replacing the old man. The old man, yeah. Which didn't work. I mean, you've still got... Uh, you've still got... Uh, what's his name in it? Still... Uh, his... Oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah still yeah. Johnson in there, but... And the newsreaders are still in it, I think. The media break guys. One of them is. The, oh, the woman Casey Wong. Yeah, the other one is. Oh, the woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the, the most 80s haircut you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> And it, it, the TV screens and everything, of course, look completely different to what we, yeah. we have now. But it, it's—I can kind of forgive things like that, you yeah. know. Like when you watch sci-fi and they've got like—I don't know, like they've still got video players and stuff. Like I've, I kind of don't work because it's not about the predictions; it's about the story and how the future fits that. But I think you know it would kind of be more—it'd be more silly to do science fiction films now and try and predict technology because it's just too hard. Because things change daily now, don't they? Exactly. And you would never, when the likes of Robocop 3 was on, and of course you've got Alien, Yeah. Uh, the tech computer screens, and of course uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, that really works in that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, if you, you would say that you can get, in, you know, you can get everything onto a, onto a little stick that you can carry around yeah. and so much information, nobody would believe you. Flat screen TVs and, and even... Phones that you can... Type if you need to know something, you can have it at your fingertips within seconds. It, I would say we, we've got we're, we've got so we've got so much on hand that we carry around with us. But the world's getting smaller because yeah, of it, yeah. because everything's becoming more. We're living in a science fiction movie, I think, yeah. or a novel, whatever. Uh, you know, there's there's not that's what, I mean. Science fiction's kind of ghettoized now. There's yeah. there's not much they try and predict anymore they just sort of set the story down <laughs> because I, I think everybody, everybody wants everybody wants to consume now then move yeah. on to the next thing we've not got course, the time yeah. to i mean if you look at say like 1984 all the watchmen or, yeah know, I mean, people don't have time to don't, people don't want to sit down and invest and they just want it's not good I mean, you can get you, you could get away with doing re re releasing Robocop three today, because that's what essentially the remake was uh, a yeah. toned down Robocop. But to actually get a theatrical release for ultra violence and even the violence in Robocop compared to the likes of Game of Thrones, The Boys, or American so, Gods, it's yeah, it's yeah. all tame. Yeah, I mean, it, there's still some like bits where you, I, like I still think Murphy's death is quite brutal, but. 
Yeah, I mean, like the toxic guy. That's not. Yeah. That's not meant to be taken seriously. Is oh, it? that's gruesome. <laughs> well, what I remember seeing when I, I saw on video, that was. <laughs> Get away from me, man! It's gross. Yeah, no. I, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad had taped on the telly, so you can imagine it was like the, the most cut version you've ever yeah. seen. And when I first saw it on video, and I saw that scene, I had nightmares because I was like. How was that cut out? I don't even like. There wasn't even time to fit that in. Uh, it's just now. It's like hilarious. <laughs> I it, gross. I really see the it, way it's all done. It's it's it's, it's fantastic. But still, some kind of practical in this film, if I remember correctly. Robocop Three. I think there's still some practical work, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I think they just went a bit silly with the jetpack and that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the. Novice puppets for the samurai robots. Yeah. So and I mean a lot of it is is all is all because they, they obviously the budget the budget was budget of twenty two million and it, and it, it says the worldwide gross U S well I say U S gross because I, it can't be right uh, was ten million dollars it can't be right before I well it. I know it flopped but I don't think it flopped that bad no. I think the, that was the US gross was 10, but they haven't got the figures. So I don't think it caused. Well, Orion was already bankrupt. Wasn't yeah. it? I don't think it caused. That's not what caused it. No, isn't it? no. no it's just a casualty. Huh. It was. Uh, interesting little thing that, you know, that I noticed was. Uh, so this was uh, six years before Phantom Menace. Yeah. So you got Remy Ryan, Miko, Nico, who's a child. Helping Robocop that knows all about how to hotwire anything electronic. Yeah. These are things that this is Anakin. Uh, including Edto 9. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Pre Phantom Menace. That trope. Yeah. We all love that trope inside. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Clever kid. And yeah, I just thought, ah, Anakin Skywalker. I think probably one of the only sort of sci fi clever kid tropes I've ever seen done well is. Probably John Connor in Terminator Two. I think he's not like he's not that annoying. He's kind of like well, I'd be like that if I was thirteen and I met a, a cyborg from the future. But his mother trained him up. Yeah, to be. So yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Survival techniques. Yeah, so. but I mean, like a lot of other sort of science fiction kids are annoying, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> but they put her at the forefront. They put Nico Nico at the forefront, which means. She's the character. She's the relatable character. Yeah. So by her being the relatable character, is definitely a younger audience. Yeah, definitely. And when you see one thing I thought was really funny that was going on about children is the Johnny Rehab adverts. Yeah. Yeah. Toys. I, I remember that. That was. I used to think that was like a searched everywhere to see if that was a real cartoon or not. Like that's how much I was intrigued to see if it was a real thing. But yeah, no, I I I still kind of like the the advert you know, in, intermission thing that they do. I think that's kind of makes it feel real, doesn't it? And today they would have actually made the shows yeah. just as a viral thing. So you would see and created the toys, which, yeah. which would have been pretty cool. That would be a nice little bit of... Like a tie-in. Yeah. yeah. It would have been so... I like... Yeah. A little thing on my notes is uh, two, actually. Uh, Lee Arenberg is the guy that holds up the donut shop with all the cops in. Oh, he yeah. was Pintel in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my God, is that him? Yeah, and the cop Donnelly, Shane Black. Shane Black, yeah, yeah. I like, knew he was. Ah, Shane Black. I re he's at the um, he's at the diner, isn't he? Yeah, and then the, the Splatterpunk bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was like Shane Black. God, yeah. I think he's um, Fred Deck is one of his friends. Isn't yeah. He? So, which that's how I'm going through my notes here. You got the word the splatterpunks. <laughs> That's so bad, aren't they? No, why is everything splatter this? Splatter yeah. like splatterhead. <laughs> why the punks? Are, why is it in the future we all look like all the punks and everybody looks like they came out of Mad Max? Oh, Demolition know, yeah. Man do that does this as well. Yeah, it's it like, does. Yeah, it's like in the future we just go back to the late seventies, early eighties punks. Is that yeah, where we've gone. I know. I don't. I, I mean, splatterpunk is an actual genre. Jesus. So it's like it's like cyberpunk, but gory, hence the splat. But I think they just thought, oh, that sounds like a cool gang name, <laughs> and we just emphasise it everywhere. Yeah, 
I tell you one thing I do like about this over Road Cop 2 is they got Basil Paul Doris back to do the music. Uh, and it's the same, it's the Robocop theme again, which which I thought really annoyed me in Robocop 2 that yeah. it wasn't in it. Because it's in the trailers, you know, it says Peter Weller is back and it's yeah. got like the Robocop theme. And then you get there and it's like, well, what the hell is this music? <laughs> and obviously, that, I mean, he, why didn't you come back to uh, I think he was doing Hunt for Red October at the time. Yeah. So they didn't just assimilate his music? No, like, I mean... They usually do that with the John Williams stuff, don't they? Like, yeah. based on the score by... <laughs> um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Superman. Superman, yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy, because yeah, Robocop's got a very iconic theme. Yeah, distinct. I mean, they even sort of... They give you a few bars of it in the remake, don't they, still? Yeah. But... But that makes... Because he has his own theme, too. That makes him essentially a superhero. Yeah, I mean, well, I always thought he kind of was anyway. Like, you know, in my... 13 year old head I was always like like you say like how cool is a robot cop yeah you know like it's he is a superhero really isn't he 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 still stands for good even if he does kill the bad guys like he's still a he's still a 100% good guy isn't he he goes against his programming which is heroic yeah uh yeah so uh, yeah some of the costumes and the dialogue are yeah. absolutely... <laughs> Do you know, especially the, the scene where he goes into the, the little command centre and he's got the flamethrower gun hand yeah. thing. And uh, it's just, like, no one gets killed, do they? Like, it's just... <laughs> they're all wearing body armour and there's yeah. just sparks. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. Because you just know in the first one, it would have been... <laughs> it was a squids, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, the cocaine factory scene is, like, my favourite scene of all Robocops. Like... <laughs> Where he just sort of thinks, nah, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are going down. But you, you can't have all that because you have to explain it to kids. Right? Yeah. What's all this white stuff? It's all white. They've just gone to a flower factory. Yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to say to my dad, what, what are they making in there? And my dad was like, oh, drugs. Like, he didn't say what they were. It's yeah. just like, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> then, he, then he gave you a copy of Scarface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so or I could see a guy bury his face in some. <laughs> That's sweet looking good, Dad. Yeah. Can I get some of that? That's <laughs> <laughs> such an 80s thing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, no. I mean, like in films. I, I don't do drugs. It wasn't until, you know, like, you don't remember when these films were coming out, this, you know, how Coke was like the, the thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it was like the thing for the rich and yeah, the yeah. rock stars. Now it's like street value yeah, it's on the streets. Like scummy drug again. Uh, I, I, you know, this is a, a little. Go on a bit of a serious side. Uh, the homeless and the rebels are called terrorists. Yeah, there is some quite sort of stuff that's quite deep if you look for it in society, isn't there? Because there's they're almost like a resistance movement. Aren't they they? Are. I mean, can you imagine a corporation moving all those people out and building a new city there? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. They'll have because the, they'd have obviously paid off the government. Yeah. So or the councils. To have that land, so the people who have owned the property and everything, the, the tenants, because housing prices are going up. Yeah. So everybody's going to be tenants to somebody else, and when it all gets sold on, the people who are living, dwelling on, on land and property, once it gets sold up, uh, will be uh, homeless and squatters. Yeah. And get told to move on. There's nothing you can do about it because corporate and money. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's kind of crazy how we see it now. If you if you ever look at housing prices in the UK, they ridiculous. Yeah, and they they're basically meaning if you don't have money, you just going into it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it is especially if you look at the prices. So when you see that that corporations are literally controlling everything, I know this is I'm, this does sound like we're going into a conspiracy theory thing. No, but it's like I mean. That's taken like a film that you know is generally considered quite naff, and there are like elements of it that you can kind of say, "Oh, I see that nowadays." I mean, does that not does lend some value to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the the like the whole overall thing, like vision behind Robocop is about cor- the the bad guys are the corporate guys, aren't mm-hmm. they? You know, like the guys with the money and the suits, and you know, Bob Morton is a good example of that. Like yeah. he's kind of like shown as like a character you should sympathize with and you do a little bit like because he's you know when he gets fucked over like yeah. I, I love like it's Miguel Ferrer as well yeah. so you kind of like, oh, he rests in peace yeah yeah but um but he's still a bad guy yeah like he's just probably the least bad of them all 
he signed himself over to us, so yeah. we couldn't really do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like the way he talks to, you know, like the fact that they own the police, yeah. that's not a stretch of the imagination, no. you know, or the army would be private one day or something yeah. like that. You know, because there's no, there's no end to like the power that corporations have nowadays. Is I mean, that, and that's a big cyberpunk thing as well, isn't it? Having, you know, corporations, mega corporations be in charge of countries, you know, in the future. That's not even a stretch either. I mean, could you imagine Apple being in charge of America quite easily? Yeah. You know, or like Sony being in charge of Japan, yeah? It's, it's just... You've got Spider-Man still, so yeah. you have. So <laughs> it would be nice about them. Um, yeah, no, but like, it's not... In the 80s, maybe you would have thought, you yeah, know, that's probably a bit of a science fiction-y thing, but definitely not now. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, actually, we've got a similar period. We've got Schindler's List when that was released. I remember saying there's no way anything like this could ever happen again. Yeah, and it happens every week. Yeah. You know, not, not on that scale, but like, there's always a nutter out there that's yeah. willing to do stuff that isn't very nice. And spread propaganda. <laughs> and sp- yeah. Which, yeah, which, yeah. Which goes back to the yeah. rehabilitation centres. Like the last oh, yeah. president of the US. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He was. Yeah, they, they have the rehab cent- rehabilitation centres. In yeah. Robocop 3, which are concentration camps. The OCP rehabs, which are, even in uniform, like we've already said, are Nazi SSs with their uh, rehab grey uniforms. But having grey as a colour of the uniforms is kind of like saying, good guys or bad guys, you choose. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's. And uh, so you got then you've got Robocop siding at the end with the squatters and the police. Yeah. So it's sort of like. How the police are the good guys because they're going against what well, I say programming. I mean the the commands. Yeah. And it's a case of the the uh, police who are supposed to be enforcing the law of OCP. They end up yeah. siding. And same year, same ending. Demolition Man. Yeah. And I was like, which I'm not going to go too much on Demolition Man because that's coming next. But it's it's just. There seems to be this whole thing with science fiction. A lot of science fiction just seems to be about control and taking yeah. the lessons from the past, uh, real lessons, and then showing people now or showing a future where if we don't look at these lessons, and even in something as trivial as Robocop 3, we still have these lessons that are trying to maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally educate people of what could happen. Yeah, well, I've always thought science fiction was the best medium to tell to have a message. You know, because all all the all the other stuff like the technology and the future and all that, that's sort of like the stage dressing, isn't it? It's not like it's when people start thinking that's the important thing that you get a film that's not very you know, it's just trivial. Whereas, you know, something like Blade Runner, the fact that you don't like it when you're a kid, but you do when you're older. I mean, I, I don't know anyone that liked it when they first saw it as a kid. Because, you, I mean, like you, you, we, we've said many times, and you said as well when it first came out, you know, you were thinking, oh, that's Han Solo, or that's Indiana Jones, this is going to be good. And then it, it was really too cerebral for that, wasn't it? See, if really you're, you're going, you don't know what's going on, but once you understand, yeah, and, you, and you're enlightened, which comes of age, and I mean... Same with, like, the, the motion picture, Star Trek motion picture. When you first see that, you're kind of like, well, this is boring, like, where, where's... Where's the space battles and that? And then Rafa Khan, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then when you're older, you know, you kind of look at it and you think, wow, that was a, that's really deep. And Star Trek, uh, the motion picture is my favourite Star Trek movie because I just, it's, 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 it's got a heart. It's got, why does the villain always have to be bad? Yeah. And well, I mean, Spock says something like that, doesn't he? Like, it does, why is it always something we don't, no, it's McCoy, isn't it? It says, why is, Something we don't understand always called a thing. Yeah, you know, and and I think I go the thing about science fiction is even with likes of Robocop three, if you would suddenly say as a revelation that you are this is what happened now because they predicted in Robocop three, and if you were to suddenly start doing viral videos and posting it everywhere, it's easier to label people as nut jobs because yeah. they're taking from science fiction. So anyone that might get something right, if you check their history or stuff or or all the things that they like, and it's suddenly you you can put keywords like Star Trek or Blade Runner or or Robocop, you know, and you can discredit people easier. Yeah. 
by what they like, even if they may be right. Because you do, I mean, God, Big Brother is watching was 1984. Uh, George Orwell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did that guy know something we didn't? Or did yeah. he just see, because he saw communism and fascism happening in the same decade, you know? But it's, it's easier to discredit people's up. I'm all out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, now, how many times do you say, like, oh, look at this loony, like, talking about aliens and stuff like that? And, you know, there's conspiracy theories about 9 11 that are more stupid than aliens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you do get the thing is, with, is, with conspiracies, is that you always get the nut jobs that are trying to, that might not necessarily be nut jobs, but they're the ones that are doing it so that they get their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Because you, you look at flat earthers, they're just funny. If you want to do some fun, it's research. absolutely hilarious, isn't it? But it's always the same people, the ones that obviously couldn't get the fame anyway that they, they that they crave for anywhere else. Yeah. Couldn't start a cult, so they start yeah. to start going on a, a BS theory, which is a load of rubbish. Yeah, I mean, isn't that like a famous observation that to get rich quick, you just start a religion? Don't you? Yeah, and you don't like, need to pay taxes. <laughs> that's why I'm glad um, Philip K. Dick died when he did, because I'm 100% sure he would have started his own cult. <laughs> would he have been a good cult? I uh, probably would have. You could have called it the Dickheads, couldn't you? Oh, <laughs> you're listening to us in the States and you don't know what that is. Don't look it up or look it up, depending on. But, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Philip K. Dickheads. Okay, there. <laughs> That would actually work. If they ever do a biopic about him, they oh, please call it Dickhead. That would <laughs> work. That would work. Although they'd probably get put in the porno section. Probably. And have Paul Giamatti play him. Yeah. Paul Giamatti looks exactly like Luke. No way. He's good, though. He is good. I don't... We're back on track. <laughs> Sorry. One bit I really don't like is Lewis's last lines. Get them for me. Promise me Murphy. I actually wrote this down on paper. No, no, I know. Terrible. I, no, I was going to bring it up anyways, but... That's terrible. It's just, I mean... Get my revenge. Yeah, I mean, it's not like who Murphy... I mean, he kind of does get revenge in the first one, doesn't he? But that's like... He's not... He's doing that with the, within the law as well, isn't he? Like, these people are hurting other people as well, so... The only way to deal with it is to kill them. Mm. But... I never got the impression he was kind of like a... Avenge my death kind of guy. I do, I do like the, the line where he's like, Officer Down. It's kind of like, oh. But, yeah, I just kind of get the impression that he would still follow the law and arrest yeah. McDaggart and go through the process. He's not Judge Dredd. He's not Judge no, Dredd. No, no, yeah, no. It fits more within something like Judge Dredd, doesn't it? You know, because yeah. he is the law, after all. <laughs> Why is there always an industrial complex? Yeah, I know. I, it, they kind of never got that out of the system from the first one, did they? <laughs> Final act. Off somewhere in the movie towards the end. Yeah. Industrial complex. Again. <laughs> Again. So you got the bit where he's going to arrest Kane. Industrial complex. The yeah. And the third act, when he's removing his helmet and taking down Clarence. Industrial complex. Yeah. It's like... That was actually a real bankrupt shutdown iron foundry. Whoa. So, like, I... You know, because I, I don't think they didn't film actually in Detroit. They filmed in Dallas, but um, I think that was that was in Pittsburgh, which is another place that sort of suffered a lot of economic downturn in the seventies and eighties. So it's like kind of cool that they filmed it in a real iron foundry. Nice. You know, not a set like Terminator Two. <laughs> you think about when you think about it, it's got all the, it's all imposing and it yeah. does work within the genre. And it's all there, isn't it? For yeah. you don't have to. I mean, you may be there to set dress a little bit, but. It's it's all there for you, isn't it? Uh, it works, but it's just it's like, it is just the third time. Yeah, and, and do you know another thing I noticed about the third one that's quite funny? Have you noticed like the the way the computers look in the the building at the end before it blows up? You know, all the bleeping lights. Yeah. And that's how they think home computers were going to look back in '93. <laughs> not like a not like a tablet or a phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean. How about the not so teenage mutant ninja robots? Heroes in a half shell. <laughs> Robot power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I actually, uh, they were. I'm like, oh my god. And there's three of them. Was it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it three or two? And then they cut each other's head off. Yeah. They? Yeah. 
I think I read somewhere there's a lot of unfinished special effects. That's why some of these scenes look a bit choppy. I mean, the scene where he's like beating Robocop up is kind of stupid, isn't it? Yeah. And how he, when he cuts his arm off, he cuts it at the point where you can actually fit the the gun straight onto yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you've got the street war. Then Robocop taking on OCP, you've got the street war. Yeah. It reminds me of the end of Police Academy. Which one? The first one? first one, you know, when... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cops yeah. go out, and the, the trainees go out, and the abandoned streets, and yeah. got the whole... got the whole... It's like a very sandy brown look. It reminded me of Police Academy. Well, it, well it was after, wasn't it? So it may worry well, didn't it? I don't know. I mean, maybe they were just starved for plots in 1993. <laughs> I mean, I know Police Academy was filmed in Toronto, so... Yes, wasn't wasn't that as well? Was that Vancouver, Robocop 3? I'm sure it wasn't... That, it's ironic that none of the Robocop films are actually filmed in Detroit, isn't yeah. it? Well, there is a big statue of Robocop in Detroit, that, which I think is kind of cool. That is. There you have a look. I'm looking for filming locations. This is always a bit of silence right now. We always like to check our facts, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Filming and production. Here's, we do a lot of fact-checking, USA. Georgia. Oh, Georgia, right. So they were heading down the Atlanta Highway looking for the love getaway. Hey. The home of R.E.M. as well, isn't it? R.E.M. and G-52s. Yeah. Look them up if you're too young. Uh, flying Robocop at the end is as bad as Superman flying in Superman 4. Yeah. That's why you can really tell it was 1991 special effects. <laughs> Give the big thing a to be on it. <clears throat> what I do find interesting is there's an advert at the beginning. Do you know in the first two they're always talking about Delta City, aren't they? Yeah. Like this new city they're going to build. I'm, I don't know if you're supposed to assume it's been built or if that's why people are being moved out in this one. But you never actually get to see it finished, do you? No, maybe... Maybe you do it if they isn't this the land of a Robocop in the cards? Robocop Returns, yeah, but from what I've heard, it's kind of like a Halloween 2018 deal where it's only after the first one. Sweet. Well, that's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. make it a 18. Make the bad guy a relative of Clarence Boddicker or a friend or something like that, revenge. I just make a bloody good one. Bring so. Peter Weller back. Oh, yeah. Paul Verhoeven. The ending. You defeat the Nazis. Uh, you know, uh, run, you know, deep. And, uh, and, uh, sorry, my alarm going off. Yeah, you defeat the, uh, sorry, the, the rehabs, OCP, the corporate gets fired, the Japanese owners learn <laughs> their errors and mistakes, and then you got the reverse of the ending of the, of the original, where right, you know, Rip Torn says, um, Asked me, uh, says to me, says, uh, Robocop says, my friends call me Murphy, you can call me Robocop. You know, that's the leading of the sequel. Yeah, yeah, instead of, um, what was it he says? My shooting son, what's your name? Yeah, Murphy, but... that's it, yeah. So he's Robocop again now. Yeah. <laughs> After fighting through all that programming. It, he wants to be known as Robocop. Is it? Big ahead. Yeah, and he's a product, isn't he, as well, mm. still. Like, um, I think the remake, you sort of notice more than all of them how much of a product he is because of the. Yeah. You know those stupid ass fucking bits with Samuel L. Jackson, where he's just clearly filmed his scenes in a day. <laughs> that film actually has a lot of high powered. It does, paychecks. yeah. I mean, you've got Gary Oldman as well, haven't yeah. you? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. Two Batman alumni. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman, yeah. Yeah, loads of DC people in there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just. That was like, I kind of didn't mind Joel Kinnaman in it. I thought he was okay, like. He wasn't like, it wasn't his fault. I think it's just a, just a bad film. He's it? good in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I, I won't knock him. I will, I will not knock him. Just as I won't knock Jay Courtney because he's in Die <laughs> Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he's good as Captain Boomerang. Robert John Burke, funnily enough, is in a film that we really like. He plays the police captain in um, Black Handsman. Oh. I didn't realise till like I thought I don't know that guy's face and then I kind of went like, cut his yeah. top and half his face off <laughs> Robocop Black Hand is good I like the ending I'm not going to ruin that for anybody watch no, it no. for the ending it's worth watching it for the ending it's just brilliant 
Ah, oh, I can't believe I've, I've missed this out. I, I like, you know, uh, the Go-Go's, the band from the 80s. He's so strange playing as uh, as McDaggett's being held uh, hold up. Oh, the, and the, 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 the bystanders. Yeah, I was like, I come on. So music, okay, music has gone back to that kind of like now, 80s and 70s. That was Belinda Carlisle, wasn't it? Yeah, Belinda Carlisle's yeah. group. Or you can <coughs> Jane Reading, Charlie Caffey, call you Belinda Carlisle, them Belinda Carlisle's group. Although, they, they were out to you as well, they were on the end of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. With Vacation. Yeah. I just thought it was good, because I remember sitting in the cinema and, and and it came on and I was like, because I was a big Go-Go's fan at the time, I was just like, yes, this is good. What is this, Robocop 3? Yes, Robocop yeah, yeah. 3. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the, the pink Cadillac scene? It was. It's shortly after, isn't it? Where he takes that guy's, that pimp's car and it gets like destroyed in the car chase, doesn't it? And Robocop yeah. 3, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. he goes, I, 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 what is your problem, sucker? And then he's like, oh, I, I mean, officer. Cool <laughs> <laughs> pimps look like that. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's, it, it's good because you've got, you've, you've got, they've got the same, uh, the kid goes wild song from Robocop 2, which is a very, uh, you know, when the Robocop's going in the arcade. Oh, yeah. That is a very 80s sounding hair, metal song and like venue as well isn't it? yeah so it is it's just it just okay i know now especially no because there's no original music and everything and no, no originality out there we actually are going back to these these types but to actually have it all going on the screen especially but it seems to be the whole for that sort of that like we said that look is all with music and everything well it's true isn't it they say um nostalgia runs in 20 to 30 year cycles don't they yeah. so like films in the 80s would be nostalgic about the 50s like back to the future mm. you know things in the 70s like greece um but and now everything is the 80s again isn't it yeah. ready player one you know think films like this make comebacks don't they you know like and and i i think i, I if there is one decade i want to be nostalgic about it's the 80s 80s is I, it was the perfect. It's the perfect decade for remembrance, isn't it? Eighties uh, was when you could get old. I mean, I'm I'm going to do our one reference to everyone. Uh, Jaws created the modern blockbuster. Yeah, the summer blockbusters. Yeah. Star Wars amped it up to eleven. Then from Star Wars because the visual effects and everything, and more they, they could they could do more, and then. It's, and you got horror, which was getting not as gory as it is now, but it did start that trend. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if you're in the UK in the eighties, some of them were illegal, weren't they? Yeah, video nasties. <laughs> yeah, so not one of our finer chapters. No. <laughs> and now you 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 see, like I said, you uh, you watch more on TV worse. Yeah, uh, than I ever saw in the cinema. Oh yeah, I mean. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, like we said earlier, even something like The Sopranos, yeah, like they're super violent. And I think TV's like taken over as the main, the big media form at the moment, hasn't it? Because yeah. of things like Game of Thrones, and you know, you can't, you'd never imagine that in the eighties. I mean, you had there was great shows like X Files and Star Trek: Next Generation, but I don't think TV was ever thought of as like this million dollar earner. You know, I mean, you have streaming subscriptions yeah. now, don't you? And, and you know, I never thought it would overcome cinema in that sense, but it has in a way, hasn't it? I, it's the main storytelling platform now, isn't it? I think that yeah, I obviously have a podcast, or I think mobile phones that we was killing was ultimately yeah. going to kill cinemas because people can't take their eye off screens for more than five minutes because yeah. you've got to check everything. So that's ultimately, and with TV is more disposable. Yeah, and whereas, or you can watch it wherever you are on your phone, can't you? Yeah. And it, it's meant that, I mean, I like, I'm glad I, I was able to say, I went to the cinema and saw the last two, the second and third Robocop films. And of course, the new one, the remake, whatever you want to call it, reboot, whatever. But it, uh, it's nowadays, that would be a, a, a miniseries on TV. Yeah. Or, 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 and whereas Robocop 3 was dumbed down for a children's audience. They'd amp the, if it was a TV series, they'd amp the gore up even worse than the first Robocop because they know that, that would be a selling point because 
parents will let their kids watch it, whereas because you had the watershed at 9 o'clock in the UK where you couldn't show violence, you couldn't show this, because we've really come out of a period where we sit down, I don't watch TV. No, terrestrial TV. Terrestrial TV. Yeah. Uh, point. I know that at 8 o'clock on a Friday, Disney will do its dump. So we'll get... <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's new releases. Yeah. You'll, you'll get your... As of time of recording, you'll get the likes of Mighty Ducks. Bad you'll Batch. get the Mandal... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I thought you meant like Bad Batch at the yeah. moment, isn't it? Bad Batch, yeah. yeah. And Mandalorian and whatever it is, whatever day it's going to go on by about 8 o'clock, so you're looking at about an eight-hour difference between us and the States, so it would be midnight for them, so you, everybody gets it on the same day. So yeah. you know what time you could got to be up at if you were one of these people that have got the luxury of being <laughs> to not work that day and go... I can watch Mandalorian now or whatever it is because you just know by the time you've been an hour or 45 minutes that someone's already going to be posting on screen 15 minutes afterwards of the, the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. And just got that to get it all out there. Sucked. Yeah. There's no middle ground anymore, is there? Like, I remember when people used to say, that episode was good, but now it's either, oh my God, best episode ever, like ever spelled E-V-A-H-H-H-H, yeah. or it would be, Worst thing ever, ban the show, petition signed here. And the, you'll, you'll know about <laughs> it before. Yeah, you as, see as, it. As much as they say, the, you know, especially with Disney, we'll say no spoilers because people are, um, they will embargo it until Monday. So it gives people the opportunity. You've already got the, the, the keyboard warriors or, and the, those that make money from it already putting spoilers up on how it yeah. should have ended and all the shit like that because everybody wants to be one step ahead, ahead, of, of, ahead of it all. Yeah. And we've even, I mean, we've even got people we work with that do it, haven't we? Yeah, they want to let you know that they've seen it and that they that, that they can bask in the glory that they're socially relevant until they tell you it and then they go yeah. back to obscurity. But something like Robocop 3, today, they would have introduced the violence into it because they oh, knew yeah. the audience would have been the, you know, it's an eight to ten year old audience. They just know that the parents That's would have disabled the, uh, the controller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, we've said this many times as well, like, I think, like, my parents were never, like, they were not, not restrictive on what I watched, I mean, I, they didn't let me watch, like, Caligula or porn or anything like that, but 18 films were never off the cards if they, if they were just, you know, something like Robocop or, I don't know, like, an act, most action films were 18s back then, weren't they? because, yeah. like, they were pretty violent, but, I then mean, they got... Yeah, they got, yeah, they're, they're, they're not reclassified, so yeah, use the right yeah. terms. But, um, no, I mean, my mum and dad were always like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, watch it. Or if they thought there was, they would say, maybe wait a bit longer. No, nudity was never a big thing either. Like, I've told the story many times about trading places, yeah. <laughs> about my dad being too slow to cover my eyes when <laughs> Jamie Lee's Tartar <laughs> would come out. But I was, never, I was never harmed by any of this stuff. Like, it was all given to me with the faith that I would be okay with watching it. And I think, I'm sure your parents were yeah. the same. Right? You trust your child to know what they like and you don't like. It's better to watch it with them than yeah. going around someone else's and then watching it there, because at least you know you're controlling the environment. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's... you get those films, don't you, where you are with your mates and you're like, oh, no, I don't to watch this. Like, yeah. We're kind of like uh, forbidden films, but it's never, unless you're totally mentally unhinged, it's just a film, isn't it, at the yeah. end of the day? And I think, like, that's where they sort of fell off the train with this. Like we've said, that they just didn't know who to market these films no. to. <laughs> like, like you say at the start, I mean, Robocop 1 was very, very violent, but kids loved it. Yeah. So what do we do about marketing? <laughs> well, Robocop was already out before they realised it, uh, on home video, before yeah. they realised that the, there was that, that other market. audience. And when Robocop 2, it was... You have to get that audience. As well. And, and same with, um, you know, like, Freddy and Jason films. Uh, undoubtedly adult films, because there's murder and yeah. sex and stuff. But, you know, kids love these films. Like, he, Freddy was on Lunchboxes, if, yeah. I, if I recall that correctly. He was. Like, how, how is that? But, yeah, Batman Returns is too dark for a happy one. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. That's opinion of product and uh, and the ownership of the product as they say that we are specifically aiming at this audience rather than it's for this. everyone yeah yeah, yeah. so it's uh, so whereas like hey, batman's quite a famous character yeah isn't he? so whereas warner brothers wanted 
and McDonald's wanted this whole bright lights and everything. Oh, even though, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's perception of product. Although ultimately, if you look at it now with the Joker and with uh, the Nolan Batman, yeah, films, they're dark. They're darker. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but the Dark Knight had McDonald's tie-ins. I'm definitely sure it did. Or Burger King or something. Grittier period of time. Yeah, right now. Um, um, we've said this about James Bond as well, haven't we? How people weren't really ready for Dalton. No. But yet, all we want now is a, a gritty, hard J- Jason Bourne Bond. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's what Dalton was. Why did no one like it then? You know, it's... Because he came too much off the back. He came two years off the back of Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Yeah. And whereas there was a bit of a break between the campy Die Another Day and Casino Royale. Yeah. And in Casino Royale, it, it, Die Another Day was the last James Bond film. It, the original timeline, and this is the start of a new timeline, so you could say it's a different James Bond. Yeah, I suppose. A different so, continuity. Yeah. But so, I mean, it, it, it's strange, isn't it, how all this... And interesting how, how, how marketing and like perception of things change. Like, like we were saying about this, like it, it's it's cl- quite clearly marketed for adults, but by the third one, you've got a PG. Th- well, I think it would be a PG thirteen America, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's fifteen here, but I don't even think it should be a fifteen to be God, honest. No, it's a PG. I mean, I've seen it's... same Robert Ryan's a fifteen. Yeah, how is that the same degradation as that? Like, I mean, it is just. I think it's mad and it, and so interesting how that happens. How you can have a a series start off completely one way and then by the end it's a toy commercial. Like Terminator. Like Terminator, exactly like Terminator, yeah. I mean, they've never, ever got that right. No. They have to Terminator 2, have they? Arguably have to Terminator 1, but that is a, an argument for another time, isn't it? I like Genesis, I'm sorry. I like Genesis. I, I like do, Genesis. I, I do like Genesis, yeah. But I mean, the best they can kind of do is a sort of greatest hits Terminator film, now, isn't it? Yeah. And they... They rely too much on the time travel thing. Explain yeah. things away, don't they? You, you, you couldn't do with, with, with Robocop, you could literally go oh, out and do a straight, yeah, you know, do a sequel to Robocop or yeah. do a new Robocop. Well, we've proved Halloween proved that works, uh, yeah, but because I'd you know, kind of like wiping your franchise clean, not not deleting everything, but saying like it's kind of there if you want, you know, like they did with Star Wars as yeah. well, you know, like the all the extended universe stuff that's not canon anymore. Everything from this point is, but it, we're not saying you can't read it. That that works. I like with with with, Hall- with Halloween. You know, that to me, this is what I said. You want horrors for years, but uh, because you said Danny McBride wrote it, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I knew that would bait you in. Well, I like Danny McBride. <laughs> like a fish on a hook. Yeah, it was good. It was, and it was that. That's which we've done a we did a commentary track for. Yeah, listen, really check it out. Really, yeah, it was. And it's, but we've yeah. But I go back on the thing with you look at another another one we did a commentary chat for Nightmare Four. Yeah, you look at Nightmare Four, which was the MTV toy selling one, and Robocop Three was the the MTV one as well. Yeah, essentially. And there was toys out at the time. There was yeah. cartoon series. There was comic books. Yeah, it, it was. I remember the animated series actually. I remember the comic books. Yeah, and yeah, and the comics, yeah. And Robocop vs. Terminator. Yeah, the, oh god, that was a great game. And the comics. Yeah, oh yeah, did comics as well, didn't they? And yeah. there's been things like Alien vs. Robocop and stuff like that, you know. You went Dark Horse owned, the, owned every title that wasn't owned by Marvel or DC. <laughs> I miss those times. I do, yeah. I mean, but, but, Alien and Star Wars is all owned by Marvel now. Yeah. You know, the comics. It's kind of... Doing alien. It's the corporate thing again, isn't it? Jedi versus uh, Jedi versus space suckers. That would be cool. That would be okay very that. fucking cool. See, it's Robocop. So you had after Robocop three, you've got the you got the spin off TV uh, the live the live uh, mini movie, wasn't it? Prime directed. Yeah, and there was a TV series, wasn't there as well? Yeah. Which actually isn't that bad. It's not as bad as you think it would be. If, I'm not quite sure if those TV movies are episodes from the show just made into a movie or not. Because I know it's cancelled after the first season. Um, but it yeah it was all right. Like it was, they were all kind of generic stories, you know, like 
mind control stuff and computer stuff. But it's kind of strange because they don't have like the the rights to call like a Lewis Officer Lewis oh. or like OCP OCP. It's all like sort of Robocop's the only thing they can get the rights to in it. Jeez. They you know they they've tried. I mean, I think you know ultimately unless if they can pull off if they do manage to pull off a, a, another Robocop like would Halloween style. But other than that, I mean, I could never see in the next ten years I'm ever trying to reboot Terminator. I mean, Robocop seems to be like a, a low yeah. key Terminator in the sense that they've tried it so many times, people are sick of it. Yeah, well, I mean, Robocop. Well, like you say, yeah, I think it was a originally. I think when Ed Newmar and that sort of wrote it, I think it was a kind of lower budget Terminator, wasn't it? If that's yeah. even possible, I mean, Terminator was quite low budget, wasn't it? But it proved the whole sort of science fiction robot thing was cool. Yeah. And then, you know, you get someone like Paul Verhoeven who isn't, isn't comfortable. He said that many times before he's not comfortable in science fiction. And he even threw the script in the bin. Jeez. And it was his wife that said, Paul, you want to read this? This is pretty good. And he's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> it might not ever make my break into Hollywood. Little did he know. Well, it did, but then he may shoot those. But I think we should do an in defense of that. Shoot those. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch Showgirls. Yeah, I'll bring around there. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch and some it. tissues. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that is that is the ultimate. I, I yeah, coming soon. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously, oh, that's bad. We'll definitely have to do Star Starship Troopers then. Yeah, I mean, as a side note, we both love Paul Verhoeven, don't we? Yeah, he's good. I, I remember watching Starship Troopers on the big screen, so... I'd love to see him return just for a Robocop film. Oh, that would be good. I remember a few years ago, when Arnie sort of did his comeback after Last Stand, there was news of he was going to do another Conan film that's going to be called Conan the King, and Paul Verhoeven was going to do it, and I thought, oh, oh my God, that would be amazing. But for whatever reason, they passed on it. It's an, it's, I mean, you might have films that they... It should be made. They never got made. Alien Five. Yeah. Robocop returns with Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Prometheus Three. Yeah. Which I've heard isn't cancelled. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'd like to see it. To like. It's supposed to be called Paradise, isn't it? Another ship. Or a working title. I have that or something to do with David being a lunatic. <laughs> I I really want to know what happens because. Uh, uh, yeah, after after Covenant, I after second and third viewing, I actually enjoy. As long as I forget there's a beginning and an ending, I just like the bulk in the middle. Yeah, and the whole Mortal Kombat Android fight as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Robocop three. I mean, there is more. Definitely, we, we I can definitely say there's definitely more to it than. Yeah, I really and I actually really enjoy watching it. I I always prefer these rewatches. I always find something, another reason to watch again. Yeah. So, I don't think it's an all. It's undoubtedly bad. Like, there's there's no doubt about it that it's infinitely inferior to the first film. But, I, I think some parts of it are actually better than two. Some story elements yeah. are better, you know. Two's quite generic, isn't it? And it relies on the fact that Peter Wells isn't it. I like Robocop too because I remember going to see it in the cinema and it was an 18 certificate. I was not 18 at the time. And so it was exciting. It was exciting. <laughs> and when it came to Robocop 3, you know, like I said, because there was the delay. So getting to actually see Robocop 3 and getting to see Robocop 3 in the cinema to me was a big deal and I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. I really did. So. Well, you uh, never think these things at the time a lot, do you? You kind of. It's the first time you've seen it, so you're just trying to relax and. Have fun, aren't you? And this is, you know, when Robocop 3 came out, this was, this was, I was, uh, yeah, I was already in college at the time, so I was already studying media. So, you know, you do, you do go into these things with rose-tinted glasses, yeah. and then you make, then you change your mind, then you go back, but, we, you know, we... When we're doing this, we, we treat this, we do notes, we do everything like this. It's like, it's like being in college and university again. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting when taking more from it than yeah the majority. I mean, if you're listening to this, you obviously like more than just 
listening to people bashing things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it would have been easy to make like, why is Robocop three shit? Like, wouldn't it? I, I mean, you could have sat there for ages talking about how bad it is. But why? Why would you want to do that? Why do you want to waste your time? Yeah, Kevin Smith, wouldn't it? Yeah. Why? Why, why would you waste your time? Uh, uh, talking about something you don't like, yeah. Other than to get a good view count, but... exactly, yeah, yeah. And I, I've really enjoyed this series out of probably quite a lot of the other ones we've done because it's interesting to look at something a new way and sort of see something you didn't see before, or you know, a film that you've always liked and people don't like, or that you don't like and people are always like. You know, there, there might be a time where we do an independent of and one of us still doesn't like it. Yeah. So when that day comes, I think that'll be interesting. Although I can't name one film we both did it in defence of, and we still came out with thinking it was a pile of rubbish. Oh, nightmare remake! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really struggled with that. I must admit, I enjoyed doing it. Cause it you was good. Looking, yeah, yeah. If you ever want to find something and look for the good in it, find the film you really don't like, then try looking for it. Yeah, because you might you might surprise yourself, and or you might just have. It confirmed that we, we reason why you don't like it, or vice versa. Look, go for a film you absolutely love and try and find something wrong with it. I also, picking, also quite as interesting. I was picking holes when I did that with Star Wars and Schindler's List as well, and we just couldn't find anything. No, wrong. it's like you're even just when you're sort of diving into the barrel of continuity, then yeah. you know you've reached. Yeah, that's the scrapings, isn't it? When uh, we went to see and this. Went into, got into my head. This was literally as we were sitting in the cinema watching Schindler's List. For some reason, my brain just said to me, "I'm going to find this is not the perfect. This is not a perfect film. I will find fault with this film." But I was trying to find fault as I was going along with Schindler's List because I didn't want to kiss it behind more than I already do because I think Schindler's List is the film everybody should watch. And we still came out and got ice thinking. Still, it's still, still good. Damn I love this film so much. I love it's the wrong word. I still think it's possibly the greatest film ever made. And well, no, no, I mean it is a good word. I mean, I, I think a lot of people sort of when they say they love Schindler's List, they're kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't mean it like that. You know, like yeah, we know you're not an artist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's the greatest education piece of educational entertainment. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people sort of elevate Saving Private Ryan above it sometimes, don't they? And see, that is a film in recent years where I have gone back and found some parts don't work. I still love it, but you know, like sometimes the pacing's a little off on that. Whereas yeah, like Shinna's this, we I just couldn't there was nothing wrong with it. It's like watching a new hope, isn't it? Yeah. Like you try and look so desperately for something. The only thing we can ever think of is that maybe nowadays it would be considered a bit slow. Yeah. But that's not really a criticism, is it? It's just you you dig in for things when you know there aren't any <laughs> We've, 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 I mean, we were introduced to all these things for the first time, so it's, and every shot has been, and this is what's the fun of episode four, is Star Wars, uh, is it, uh, you can go, oh, that was using Family Guy, that was done in The Simpsons, yeah. that was done in American Dad, and I'm just quoting, or that was how they referenced that in this film, or Kevin Smith did that. Or, well, I mean, Robocop's kind of like parodied a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like the first one. And there's even a direct line insurance advert with Robocop on it yeah. recently. And I was trying to like, and the, the turtles as well, I think. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in an advert for insurance, you know you've done well. Definitely. <laughs> it means you're in part of the culture. Yeah. And, and another another one you don't like that was very ingrained in like parody and culture was The Matrix, wasn't it? People still parody The Matrix, don't they? You know, like the, the slow motion bullet yeah. dodge thing. Oh. And, <laughs> I will get you to like that we will do it in defence of the Matrix one day I mean I've got nothing against Keanu Reeves he's great in uh, I like Bill and Ted I like him now I, I mean he's always been a nice guy but I mean I like him as an actor now yeah he's a man now I will eventually watch the other two John Wick films eventually oh yeah get this you don't like John Wick, do you? I don't like John Wick. I <laughs> watched it because it had Ewan and had Ian McShane and uh, the Vulture from 99 in it. And Jason Matsukas. No, uh, that's uh, the third one, isn't he? Is it the third one? I'm going to have to watch it because he's in it because I do like Jay. I think it's him, isn't it? He's in the third one, yeah. But uh, yeah. Vulture's in yeah. the first one. First one, yeah. So, so is um, Ian McShane. Sully from Commander. The little fella that he dropped off the, ah. the cliff. 
<laughs> so I will watch the Keanu Reeves and I'll watch a good Keanu going off something off subject now. If you want to watch Keanu Reeves in a good film, it's called Bill and Ted Bill and Ted Face the Music. I've yet to watch that like that. I did enjoy Bill and Ted. And you've got uh oh, my brain freeze. Sorry, I had a, I was I, I was up really early this morning, listeners. So Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, yeah. From Ant Man and Wasp. And Nightmare Four. Yeah, and Ant Man and Wasp. And he's a good Dan and uh, Man, Man of Steel. So we will yeah, coming soon to the High Ground podcast after we've done some other stuff. We will eventually watch the Matrix and maybe do a commentary track on it. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. So, I think I think it'd be good to have opposing sort of opinions for one of our podcast oh for one of our commentaries because most of them so far they've all been films we like haven't they yeah I'd like to do this actually I'm up for it third one I think that'd be interesting so uh, as I'll point out the next one we're going to be doing we're in a very similar vein Demolition Man yep so if you've not listened if so it might be on this thing already by the time you listen to it so that's more of an analysis isn't it yeah because we both there's no nothing to defend it is not in defence of it's more of an analysis the next one is so uh, my final words is I, I I'm not gonna lie I did enjoy Robocop 3 I and I enjoyed well, Robocop yeah. 3 when I saw it at the cinema and I'm not gonna be one of the I'm not one of these revisionist people oh no, so. no I think there's far worse there's far worse sequels out there oh yeah so yeah just if you haven't seen it check it out it's still quite enjoyable and yeah some of the dialogue's crap but yeah. Yeah, that's the enjoyable part, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> if you remember the quotes afterwards, so yeah, very true. So this has been in defense of Robocop three. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. <laughs>